good afternoon, everybody. Thanks for joining me uh, for our video podcast uh, to talk about reopening of businesses in Champaign County. Um, I'd like to start with um, everybody just introducing yourselves. Um, so, Bruce, if you want to go ahead and start, I'm, I'm going to do it in the order you show up on my Zoom, but it might be different for everybody else. Oh, good morning. I'm Bruce Knight, Planning and Development Director for the City of Champaign. And Jane? Good morning. Jane Deleuze, President and CEO of Visit Champaign County. Sue Gray? You're on mute. Sorry. Um, <laughs> Sue Gray, President and CEO, United Way of Champaign County. And Carly? Uh, Hi, everyone. I'm Carly McQuarrie-McKay, the Executive Director of the Champaign County Economic Development Corporation. And Laura. Good morning. I'm Laura Wise. I'm President and CEO of the Champaign County Chamber of Commerce. So basically, we have our business community brain trust here, and we are hopeful that we can give you some information about the planning that's gone into business reopening. Bruce, I'm going to start with you. Can you generally describe how this group got started and the work that's been done recently around business reopening? Sure. Uh, so we've been meeting uh, as leaders of various economic development agencies across the county twice a week since March, uh, making sure that we were uh, coordinating resources, you know, approaching things in a similar way, uh, and just really sharing uh, information that we, that we could between us. Uh, going forward, we've been hearing a lot of questions from businesses about, you know, how they can safely reopen, when they're allowed to do so under the Restore Illinois plan. And uh, we really wanted to try and, and help our local businesses understand uh, what were best practices. <clears throat> and so we, uh, we set up a working group, a smaller working group of the, the larger group that met twice a week and just started uh, working through those. Uh, the Chamber of Commerce had access to a document that had been prepared by another Chamber of Commerce. Uh, and uh, we all had access to, you know, various best practices that we are finding from our own uh, local resources. And we sat down and started pulling those together. Visit Champaign County got a website put together for us. You know, the Economic Development Corporation went out and got the domain, domain name for us. Uh, and we started loading up that website with, with lots of good technical resources, uh, guidelines, access to vendors for various things, PPE and, and uh, uh, cleaning services and the like, and, and pulled that all together. Okay. Um, Laura, can you tell us about the work that was done and that went into the different sector plans and how they are going to apply to our local businesses? Well, I think um, first and foremost, the, the governor's guidelines are really going to be the sort of the end all. But we knew, um, I mean, it, we, were, we were even cutting it close with 10 days out, trying to get information out 10 days out. But, you know, things changed every day. So it was hard to give any sort of guidance. Um, but we wanted to be able to get something out there, even though we knew the governor was going to release his plan. We wanted to be able to get something out there so that businesses could start thinking through what they might have to do. Um, so we had been working across the region with our um, peer chambers and um, they had a, uh, one of the chambers had a guide that they were using and they really had done a compilation of sort of all the best practices they could find. 
they gave us permission to, to use it. So uh, we took the guide and we made the guide our own. We, we localized it as much as we possibly could, but still tying it back to the CDC and uh, World Health Organization and the Illinois Department of Public Health and CU Public Health. So it's a document that can be changed, you know, at any minute if something else new um, comes along. But one of the things we thought was important is, again, we have businesses in our community that may be, um, they may also have a presence in Bloomington or Decatur or um, Peoria. And so we thought it was very important that there's a unified message and by us all sort of working off the same document, um, it, it makes it easier for you know a company that has a presence here, not having to to do a whole lot of different things in other communities. So um, we tried to keep that in mind as we work through the document. Do our sectors generally map with what came out from the governor? I know we were, our document was released almost immediately before the governor released his. Do we have, we have different sectors or is it basically the same thing? I think ours is, has more sectors than the governor's plan does. Um, and I would say that the information is, is pretty correlated. There are some things that I think are a little more stringent in the, the governor's document, but on the call that we have with public health this morning, um, you know, they gave some additional um, guidance on how they interpreted some of the things that were in the governor's document. Okay. Um, Carly, there is a business safety pledge that is included as part of the website and the sector planning that we did. Can you speak to that and how you imagine that will work? Sure. So our, our smaller working group is part of our um, framework for building out of how everything was going to look like. We wanted to provide an opportunity for the public to know, um, you know, the businesses that were implementing policies and safety measures, not only for their employees, but for their customers as well. So uh, right when we were putting all of the, the documents and the best practices together, we also got a call from the university at that time who, um, who really wanted this done as well so that they could use it to promote to students and families what businesses in the community were taking these measures and putting things in place. Uh, so we looked at some best practices. A few other communities around the country had done something similar, and we looked at the websites that they had built out. Um, and then we put together the safety pledge, which is at ChampaignCountySafe.org. Um, it's a, it's a one-pager that businesses can take the pledge online. They can also download and print the pledge uh, to sign and put in their windows. Uh, but we really uh, wanted to make sure that the document uh, was broad enough that it covered any business or any industry that you're in. Um, and it basically uh, lays out kind of the best practices for employees and customers, things like wearing a mask if you're medically able, uh, frequent hand washing, so on and so forth. And then um, the other big thing is that it just uh, says that you as a business will follow best practices and guidelines that are released by the CDC, IDPH, and also uh, Champaign-Urbana Public Health District. And since launching uh, this website and the pledge on May 21st, we've had over 150 businesses to date take the pledge online. Fantastic. That's great news. So, Sue, we're also working um, and helping the nonprofit sector as they begin to prepare for reopening. Can you um, tell us if there are differences in this sector as compared to some of the others that we've been talking about? Oh, you're on mute. 
One of the things that I really like about this um, plan that we've developed here in Champaign County is that so many, every nonprofit is different. And so you look at the YMCA, they, you know, they fall under gymnasiums, plus they also have childcare and um, then and swimming pools. And then you look at maybe um, something like Crisis Nursery, um, CASA, some of these organizations that have a very one-on-one -on -one relationship, Rosecrans, Family Service. And so the scope of the information that's in this, um, you know, getting Champaign County reopened safely, um, this document and this website really does provide such a comprehensive overview um, on how you can approach um, reopening, returning to work, and what are the best practices for that. And, um, you know, we've shared that with um, our nonprofit partners, as has the Community Foundation, so that if people have any questions, there's a place for them to go and that they can, um, uh, you know, seek the resources that they need. And I think the biggest thing about the nonprofit sector is every one of us is a little bit different. And so having something like this, a resource like this is so helpful to them. So we're really grateful that this plan was put together and that we can share with um, our constituency. Jane, um, what resources are available to the hospitality sector um, beyond maybe what they can find in the guide that we have produced? I think the, the biggest thing is making their connection to the resources available. So last week we hosted a webinar promoting safety and a lot of questions, good questions came up from that. I think a lot of this has been so focused not only on the restaurants um, and the bars, but there's a, a big part of the hospitality industry with the hotels, the attractions, uh, the unique venues. They all have questions. We're all wondering what's gonna happen when Curtis Orchard wants to open in July and what does that look like and how does social distancing look like? So we've reached out to all of those different hospitality industries, as have many other organizations on this podcast, to talk with them and listen to them. And if we don't have the answers, try to connect them in the right place. And then once they do have those, if they take the business safety pledge, part of the seminar, we had Scott Clannon from Clannon Marketing on talking about what is their marketing message. You know, for the hotels, some people say, well, that's easy because they're getting their corporate standards. Well, not all of our hotels have corporate standards. And also, even if they do, how do they apply them here in Champaign County? So I think um, then the other part, we had Amanda Baker from Five Foot Video talking about being able to communicate that message in an easy process. And so I think what we're encouraging those hospitality industry is to, to be that message to people so that they know when they go to their area that it's a, a safe place to visit. So we're trying to connect. Um, the, the hospitality industry is, as I said before, is a very broad-based group of people, and we're trying to help them navigate those um, resources as best possible. That's great. Carly, um, can you share what resources exist beyond uh, the sector plans, both ours and through the governor's office, for businesses as they begin to plan for reopening? Sure, so one of the things we forgot to mention as part of the, the toolkit that was produced, um, obviously we were pulling in uh, best practices that we had seen from um, 
government bodies, but also just industry standards that we're all associated with. Uh, one of the other things that we all did was host uh, small roundtables with different industry sectors so that we could really make sure that we were covering all of the concerns that they had and including that in our guide, but also just to kind of help prepare for what resources were going to be needed. So as part of ChampaignCountySafe.org, there's an, a, um, a variety of different things ranging from uh, a public list of PPE suppliers, uh, a cleaning company list, a local print list so that businesses can know exactly where they need to go to get the materials that they need to safely reopen. Um, and then we just have some additional resources like the, the Wear It, Don't Share It campaign, assets that businesses can download, um, the safety pledge. And we really built all that out um, to help businesses as they move through this phase. And I think the other important thing to know is that this is up, everything is updated on a daily basis because things change on a daily basis. And we're, we're always open to feedback about what else might be needed um, on the website. So one example is um, over the weekend we had pub or when we launched the site, we had published a variety of different signage templates that businesses could just download and print and put in their workplace. And we had some good suggestions about things that we hadn't thought of. So we'll be working to create those and get those up on the site uh, either today or tomorrow. Are there state resources if they're just gosh, I have a question, so I can't find it in the material that is there, or should they reach out to Champaign-Urbana Public Health? What's their next step if they've got questions? Sure, so uh, as I think Laura mentioned earlier, really all the, the kind of the master document that we're following as far as timeline and guidelines all falls within um, the state. So the Restore Illinois plan and then also the guidelines that were released for phase three on Sunday. Um, there are some technical questions that we are all as a group still working to address in coordination with public health for our own community. But if it's super technical and you wanna get some additional clarification specifically for your business, we encourage them uh, to reach out to DCEO and there's two best ways to do that. One is through their 800 number, which is 1-800-252-2923. Uh, or um, the other option is to email them directly, which is ceo.support at illinois.gov. And they've been getting back to businesses fairly quickly about um, their questions that they have. So we, I think emails, I would, if you're going to pick one, I would suggest businesses email. That seems to be the quickest route to get an answer. And just for those that don't uh, speak uh, state shorthand, oh. uh, Department of Commerce and Economic Opportunity is, is who we're talking about. Thank you. Um, so, Laura, if a business really believes that they're in need of advocacy, after receiving a local ruling about whether or not they can open or looking at the plan and they're unsure which category they fit into, is there a place where they can go? So our understanding is that the, the protocol, it would start with the local public health department. And if they're not satisfied with the ruling um, from the public health department, they can then appeal it to DCEO as their next step. Okay, thank you. Uh, Bruce. Is the city currently open for construction activity and has it been during um, all of the shutdown? Yeah, uh, construction activity, both public and private, was considered uh, part of the essential infrastructure category of the original executive order from the governor. Uh, we all met early on and discussed the process for allowing construction to continue. Uh, and for us, that means uh, how do we handle the building permit process in particular? Uh, and then inspection activity that has to take place while the construction is going on. Uh, we asked the larger construction sites, 
to uh, submit to us a job site safety plan so that we would know in sending our inspectors into those job sites that uh, they were operating in a safe matter. We would know for uh, construction workers who called and said, do I still have to report to, you know, to a construction site and assure them that, that uh, we've asked for those sites to be operated safely. Things like sanitizing, not sharing construction equipment, uh, having hand washing stations uh, on site when masks should be worn, <clears throat> all those kinds of things uh, were included in that to, uh, to ensure safety. Uh, as far as the building permit protocol, uh, we're taking a little more time with those because when paper plans are submitted, uh, those are initially quarantined, quarantined for a period of time uh, and then routed through the normal process for the city to review. Uh, and for some of the smaller uh, kinds of things, remodels, uh, single family permits, uh, those were, were uh, set up now to take those electronically and we can really move those through the process a lot more quickly as a result. So uh, that's, that's been something that's been good to push us forward in, in using technology more, more effectively. And I assume with the smaller projects, if it's having some workers on site, a company on site, rather than something you're doing yourself, um, that many of the same protocols would remain in place and that we would request that the businesses follow um, the guidelines in both our Champaign County safe and the state plan. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we, you know, we're really trying to encourage businesses to, to follow safe practice. If, if people, um, you know, observe uh, that not taking place, they can uh, contact public health and, and let them know. Uh, it's it's uh, primarily handled on asking for voluntary compliance, though. We're, we're really trying to seek voluntary compliance with most of these businesses. Okay. Jane, I've seen a lot of activity on Facebook relating to support of the service industry. Can you speak to the work that VCC is doing and has been doing um, to help the industry during the closures and as we ramp back up for some reopenings? Absolutely. I, I think first I want to say our service industry is amazing. The resiliency that has been shown by people who are either out of the jobs, um, have had to place people on unemployment, our business owners that are being creative in the efforts that they're trying to do. Uh, we created, along with some other folks, the Champaign County rallies around uh, retail, restaurants, uh, small businesses. And it's grown to 5,000 people following it. And right. just having people have an avenue, another avenue for people to be able to say, hey, where can I get um, fish on Fridays? That's always a big question. Or, or who has um, the best um, nachos? I mean, it's amazing how it's come up. I've been, been doing this job 10 years and I've learned about places that I didn't even know existed, to be honest. And it's been fun to try new ones. So I think we're encouraging people to be creative in, as a resident in terms of how they support and to further make sure that they're supporting, supporting local efforts and whatever it might be. And it can be as, as simple as ordering um, takeout or curbside delivery, um, it, but it can also be in the sense of the gift certificates that people are doing for some of the retail when they weren't open. Um, now we're seeing the, the retail gonna be able to open, so it's gonna be able to support their efforts. 
Uh, we've been tracking all of their openings, closings, cancellations um, on our web website and try to keep that updated on a regular basis. Um, I think that will be even more important now because people will have limited, they may have limited hours or they may have limited capacity. So we'll be shifting from here are the hours, but here's also how you get in touch with them. It may be restaurants that you want to go to um, that you may be better off, they may implement a reservation system and it's never been one that had a reservation system before. So there's a lot of growth and what we would also ask of our residents is to be patient um, as our business owners work through this process as uh, municipalities and leaders are working on these guidelines as quickly as possible. So to, to choose kindness with that. On a, on a fun note, I think one of my favorite things we've done is the cream of the crop program we're recognizing someone in the service industry that's gone above and beyond. And we usually did it on a monthly basis and we've switched it to a weekly basis. And the nominations are rolling in and the stories of people in the service industry and the things that they're doing is, is incredible. And to be able to share that about the faces of the people who don't always get seen. They, they see us, they see business owners, um, but they don't really see the housekeeper, they don't see the chef, they don't necessarily see those frontline people. And on that same line, we've also been doing blogs about businesses and what they're doing and how they're being creative and resourceful and trying to survive. And frankly, to be honest, for those that aren't surviving and what they're doing in that case as well too. So being able to do those blogs, I think, Everybody was about visiting the outdoors. And so we did a lot with the trails and the parks and what people could do safely, um, being able to engage in the community. And now that the weather's good, everybody wants to be out more. So it's been a lot of, it's a lot of website updates. It's a lot of social media posts. It's a lot of sharing information. I, I go back to just people um, being able to take those, those resources that they have and be able to make sure that they share them with everybody, whether it's through the Champaign County Rally Facebook page, whether it's through any of our websites that are on this call. I mean, any, any of those opportunities to support. And it's, it's pretty amazing the community we have. And I think for local residents, um, again, just making sure that you eat local, you shop local, and you support local however you can. Appreciate that. Sue. Um, United Way has been actively involved with Community Foundation in supporting those who have been hit hard economically by the shelter-in-place order. Can you just give us a few stories of hope that you've seen over the last few months and also make sure to let the community know how they can get involved if they want to volunteer or donate? Well, there's some great examples of how our community um, wraps around their neighbors when they're in need. And it really is extraordinary. First and foremost, to say thank you to everyone who's made a donation to our community COVID fund. It's, it is incredibly humbling. Um, we are just shy, I think, I think we have just around four, between 450 and 500 donors to that. And, um, it's just been extraordinary. I am blown away by it. So here's a couple examples of what, how this has worked. And Jane, this goes to your shop local, support local. So what, one of the things that we did with the community COVID funds is that we set up an account at Salt and Light, one of our great nonprofit partners here in the community. 
So we established a, sort of a, a grocery fund there. And what they then did is worked with the Refugee Center and the New American Welcome Center and provided grocery gift cards. So these families who were had a very high COVID burden, um, a lot of employment, displacement, all of that. And so um, they were able to shop for groceries. We supported Salt and Light and we were able to help our families in need as well. And you know, they initially set up that fund with $15,000 and I'm pretty sure it's all gone. And we'll, we'll continue to um, assess that and see how we can continue to work with them and do that. You know, um, one of the other things that I really liked that we were able to do was support technology. And while that might not seem like a nonprofit y thing to do, um, it very much was important to the residents that are in homes that are um, supported by Developmental Services Center by DSC. And many of these homes and these residents lacked the technology to be able to communicate with their families, their medical providers, their friends. And so we provided the funding so that each group home could have its own iPad and that they could connect with their family and friends and um, people that they needed to connect with um, while we are doing the shelter at home um, uh, work. And so um, I'm really excited about that because it's at first we're like, what are you talking about? But you know, we carry everything in our hand and there are people that might not have access to that sort of technology. So it was great to be able to provide it. And those are just a couple of examples. Um, there has been so much going on. See You Better Together, which is an initiative that what everybody's involved with. I'm looking at all these nodding heads. You know, what's great is, you know, your, your faith community, your business community, your nonprofit community, um, your school districts all said, okay, we got to figure this out. And within hours, they had a plan in place to make sure that children and their families were fed in this time. And, you know, it's over 1,500 families a week that are receiving food. And so, uh, and that's going to continue through the summer because of the generosity of the people that live here um, in Champaign-Urbana. That's awesome. Yes. So if people want to donate or volunteer, where do they go? And then I'll come back to you, Laura. Yeah. So um, on our website, www.uwayhelps.org, you'll see a COVID-19 banner on the top. And there it talks about all the different things that we're doing. And then there's a tab about how can I help? How can I volunteer? So there's actually a website that you can sign up for uh, uh, through a sign up genius to volunteer to help pack the food for See You Better Together. You need to be between the ages of 18 and 59 um, to be able to participate in that. But there's a group opportunity as well as individual opportunity. And then to make a donation, you can either go to United Way's website or the Community Foundation's website. And there is information there about both of them about how you can contribute. Um, and support the work that we're doing here in the community. And we've given away hundreds of thousands of dollars already with more to go. And you know, this, this pandemic doesn't just wrap itself up neat and tidy, you know, here it, there's, there's a definitely gonna be some length to this. So we wanna be prepared for what the future holds as well. Thank you. Laura, you had a question or a comment for Sue? 
No, no, I was just going to say, I, I, we should also give a huge shout out to the um, area superintendents, their district staffs, and the teachers in this community because what they've had to deal with and try to figure out not, not just how we keep the kids educated through the rest of the semester, but how you get technology into the homes of those that didn't have technology and how they're, I mean, the important role that the schools play in uh, making sure that the students get fed. So a huge shout out to all the work that we're, that's been done by the districts. They've, they've done an amazing job. That's great to hear. So Bruce, before I let everybody go, I know that the city of Champaign is working hard on a reopening plan that will allow for our bars and restaurants to comply with the governor's order and be prepared for outdoor seating. Do you want to give us a little bit of a preview of what people can expect? And I realize it may change, but can you tell us where we're at today? Yeah, I think this, this story is a, a great example of the effectiveness of our new website and the ability to do everything digitally because things change so fast. So last week, the governor announced that he was adding outdoor seating for bars and restaurants to phase three, and all of us started scrambling immediately uh, to, to figure out what that would look like for our communities. We had a really, really great phone call this morning, uh, Zoom call, I should say, with uh, CU Public Health uh, as part of our economic development uh, leaders call that we do twice a week, and got a lot of questions answered. Uh, and we've been coordinating with Urbana and Rantoul on what their programs are going to look like. So for the city of Champaign, we're taking a three-prong approach to this. First of all, for restaurants citywide, we're going to waive the parking requirement to allow them to use parts of their parking lot for outdoor seating uh, while they continue to do uh, curbside pickup because our restaurants have repeatedly told us that the curbside pickup program is what's allowed them to survive to this point in time. For our downtown area specifically, where we have our sidewalk cafe program, uh, we're going to, uh, to look for ways to allow uh, the restaurants to expand their traditional sidewalk cafes because they're gonna have to space out the tables further than they would have in the past. And so they'll have fewer tables in what was their normal licensed area. So we're looking for ways where we can uh, add space for those restaurants to add additional tables. Uh, and, and then uh, thirdly, we're adding what we're calling downtown picnic parks. Uh, we're doing this in partnership with the park district. We thank them for their help in this program. Uh, and uh, we'll have three areas that uh, we're, are gonna be operated jointly with uh, city help and the park district is gonna help us staff those. Uh, where we'll have picnic tables, we'll have hand washing stations, uh, and people will be able to get uh, carry out or pick up and go to those areas and sit and uh, eat their food downtown. Uh, we're looking at the possibility that restaurants could even you know deliver to those areas as well, uh, and so working to kind of develop what that looks like. But all of this in basically a week and a half, we're, we're wanting these uh, spaces to be open Friday uh, when phase three starts so our restaurants and bars can can uh, begin to operate uh, outdoors and uh, we're confident we're going to get there. And I will add that over the weekend as the legislature was wrapping up they um, actually passed the ability for 
bars to be able to serve mixed drinks and closed containers. That had been something requested not only by the community, but by our bars. And so I expect an emergency order will be coming shortly that will allow our bars to do that. So if you're desperate for your margarita that you haven't been able to get, or you've gotten the mix and the alcohol separately, you'll now be able to get that mixed drink all in one. So we continue to evolve as, as we're able. Um, before we sign off though, I just wanna check in. It looks like Carly's got something else she wants to add and I, I wanna give you all an opportunity if there's anything else you wanna say. So Carly, why don't you go ahead? Sure, so um, for any business that, that is listening and is in need of masks, um, you may remember that um, you know we, we have the PPE list that's online, champaigncountysafe.org, but last month some agencies partnered uh, uh, with WCIA to host a face mask drive. And so uh, Champaign-Urbana Public Health District does still have around 700 masks that are available for free to businesses. So uh, right now we're still working to distribute those out uh, for one mask per employee. These are facial cotton masks so that they're rewashable. So if your business is in need, uh, you can contact me directly and we'll get you connected to uh, Champaign-Urbana Public Health District so that you can access those masks. And every time you get a mask delivery or you pick one up, you get wear it, don't share it posters too. That's great. Anybody else have anything they'd like to add? I'd just add that, you know, the partnership that we've had with all the agencies represented here on the phone call, as well as the rest of them that have been participating in our twice weekly calls has been so important for our effective response to uh, the, the pandemic and the needs of our local businesses. So. I wanna thank all of them because it, it's been really key to what I think has been a very successful response. We've been, in my opinion, very lucky in Champaign County. One of the reasons we've been very effective is that we already have relationships and people work really well together. So we weren't struggling to build those relationships as we were trying to respond to the issues that were coming forward. We already had the relationships in place and I really appreciate the work of everybody here. Thank you very much and thank you for spending some time with me today. Um, I'm looking forward to more of our businesses opening next week. Thank you all. Bye Deb, thank you. Thank you, Mayor Finan. Thank you.